Hello, I'm Jen Thomas, and this is the Simple Life Chat, the podcast series which explores what it really means to rent. And today we're looking at how built-to-rent companies are changing the way they communicate directly to prospective renters, with a member of Simple Life's marketing team and creative agency Mindfield sharing their latest work. So next, we're looking at how build-to-rent companies are changing the way that they communicate directly to prospective renters with a member of Simple Life's marketing team and creative agency Mindfield sharing their latest work. So hello to you, John Paul and Tiffany. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hello. Hi, nice to be here. We've been talking about build to rent and how people are starting to find out about it. It was a happy accident for me when I found the property that I'm living in. Uh, I looked at it and thought that looks great and then found out the benefits afterwards. What do you think are some of the challenges of letting people know about it, letting people find out about build to rent and how it stands out and what difference it can make if we start with you, Tiffany, and also an introduction about yourself? Yeah, sure. So uh, yeah, I'm Tiffany. I'm part of the marketing team at at Simple Life. And um, my job is telling people about who we are and what we do and what we're all about. Um, I think as as Rory mentioned um, earlier on, the conversation is changing, but it's a slow change. And it's all about educating consumers. I think when people think about renting, typically, it's either your high rise apartments, schemes which have, have kind of really spearheaded the build to rent movement um from simple as perspective renting a house really the only option has been those one-off landlords and we were the first company to kind of really start spearheading that so i think the biggest challenge is actually bringing people on that journey with us it's not just about uh, a house but it's about what you get within that house in terms of your home your lifestyle everything it, it it's more than just those four walls. And I think as the conversation shifts in society about renting, not just being a second choice, but actually being one of several choices of how you live your life. I think it's it's how we actually present that. I think we're reaching that point where the, the product itself of a house it speaks for itself. You know, you can see the pictures, you can see the listings on the likes of Love to Rent on your standard portals. You know that you're getting a home in the practical sense, but actually it's it's how can how can we present renting as a as an alternative lifestyle that's a real positive and that's that's the big challenge that we've now been facing um as as our portfolio keeps growing and as as people get more opportunities to rent houses and um, not just your apartments and over to you jp so the same question to you if we have an introduction about yourself and then also what are some of the challenges in letting people know that the build to rent exists yeah, my name is John Paul Hughes. I am the creative director at the uh, ad agency Minefield, um, and uh, I've worked with with Simple Life uh, on a few different projects now, um, as well as this, and and helped these guys create their sonic brand. So I've been uh, I've been indoctrinated. I've drank the Kool Aid on uh, <laughs> on Bill to Rent, and uh, I can really genuinely see. Um, how this applies. I'm, I'm a I'm a man in my mid forties. I was very fortunate enough to. I think um, get on the property ladder at the age of 19 when it wasn't as difficult as it is today. It was much, much simpler. Um, it was easier to get money. The housing prices were, were much more affordable. So this was something genuinely new to me. So I could see when I spoke to the Simple Life guys and, and we talked about how we were going to appeal to people that actually... Um, what you were you were going to have to do was kind of break through uh, many years 
of habitual thinking. Um, it's not that people are loyal to buying houses, but they have been conditioned to think that way. And and, and about half of human, all human behaviour, um, is habitual. So when you are you, you're kind of trying to break people out of a habitual way of thinking, you kind of need to think about how things are going to be positioned and how do we then get this to appeal to people. But um, I think the first problem we realised that that simple life and any other kind of build to rent was going to have to bring in people into this new way of living was that there are multiple customer demos with multiple motivation factors um, in terms of where they live and how they want to live. So that can range, you know, as you know, traditionally older customers maybe looking to free up equity in a house or maybe someone looking to rent as a way of achieving a good standard living without being, a, you know, a slave to mortgage payments or someone arriving in a city, you know, um, uh, for a, a for new work or with a new family and maybe hasn't got those savings and deposits there. So what you have to realise very, very early and accept very early is you can't appeal to every potential customer by playing on single circumstances or single lifestyle motivations. The way forward for us and, and what we got together to do was to find a single consistent sort of emotional reasoning and resonance that would link all these people together um, or certainly large swathes of them. And what we want to do is appeal to rather than try and pick these off individually, what's a collective mindset and motivation that will cover multiple customers for various reasons and open up their thinking to there's a better way to do this. Because as you say, it isn't possible to please everybody. We already had a discussion earlier about the fact that some people, they want a family-friendly environment that doesn't feel like living in a hotel. Whereas I was like, sign me up to feeling like I'm living in a hotel <laughs> that also allows dogs. Everybody has their different priorities and their different motivations. And I think it's interesting, as you say there, that it's not about bad-mouthing ownership, but instead highlighting the benefits of renting. So do you think it is a case of not doing down one to support the other, Tiffany? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's the key. And I think for years and years, as, as has been mentioned earlier, it's been very much like home ownership is the pinnacle and renting is second rate. All we're trying to do is suggest actually no matter who you are, no matter your circumstances, either could be an option for you. And I think it's raising that perception of renting as a standard quality alternative lifestyle option. I think the pressure that that is placed on people of all ages to own a home, it can lead people to feel like if they're failing in life, if they're not able to own a home, even if actually they're like, I don't really want to, I don't want to have this financial burden, I want to have a bit more flexibility. Or people who've gone, do you know what, I have owned a home before. And actually, now I want to use my time and my money in a different way. So I think it's, we, we appreciate that people have different motivations at different points in their life as well. Somebody might rent for 25 years and then go, now I'm ready to own and vice versa. And we see this with with our own residents. So it's more about giving people the same experience when they are choosing somewhere to rent as they have when they're choosing somewhere to buy, particularly in the new build market. If you think about when there is a new housing development for um, private sale, you know, you've got big hoarding. It's all very glamorous. It's all very exciting. You can choose your plot and you get all of this. You know, there's all this buzz around watching your house grow. And in the build to rent market, where it's typically been high rise apartments, it's had a different approach. So when we were then doing new build houses, it's how can we generate that same sense of excitement and and that same anticipation that your home 
regardless of whether you own it or buy it, it's your home and you can watch that journey. And so it's it's creating that that um, aspirational alternative that, you know, renting a home, it's still a home for you. Um, you know, whether your money goes out each month into a mortgage or into, into rent, it's, it's still your home for you and your family. And it's generating that that positive feeling and that empowerment as well. And then actually you can choose who you rent from. And that's what the likes of Home Views and Love to Rent are helping people do is rather than feeling like I can only rent from the random landlord down the road, I can choose who I rent from, which company I rent from, which area, which plot. I want that house with that garden and I can choose that. And I think that's that's what we are trying to present. It's not about an, an either or. It's giving everybody the chance to choose the home, the lifestyle that is right for them at that point in their lives. And how important is it, you think, to avoid cliches and also to differentiate what it is that you're offering from, for example, social housing or retirement living, if we go to you there, JP? Yeah, it's everything. It's essential. Without um, that point of differentiation and distinctiveness, then um, it all disappears into nothingness because I think, as I mentioned earlier, you are trying to change habitual thinking. There are certain ways that you that you can change habitual thinking, and actually, um, you know, you can kind of shock people into doing this. There's other ways to do it, but actually, sometimes when you speak to people, and this is really, really interesting in terms of getting into the behavioural psychology of it, people are be proven to be more prone to change habitual thinking at significant life events. So that can be sometimes um, at New Year, um, at Christmas, particularly if uh, what they call the Niners, so people who are maybe 19, 29, 39, 49, as they move into a new decade, we start to reflect and go, I'm about to turn 40, where is my life? What have I done? But actually within those significant life events, it's also moving city, moving home, moving uh, jobs. So actually just by being in this, uh, in this category and in this field, you have an advantage in changing habitual thinking. The problem is then faced for marketers and, and, and for businesses and, and, and brands trying to a, a cut through and get people to take notice is to, is to overcome the safety in numbers myth. Because what tends to happen and the reason that so much advertising and marketing can be ineffective is that people look around them at what competitors do or what the established businesses and brands have always done and think, well, if they do that, that must be the right thing to do. So let's do it as well. That's commercial suicide when it comes to marketing and advertising because that is the one thing you can guarantee nobody will take notice of because they've heard it all before so that's where the distinctiveness starts to come in and how do you apply that well there's several ways but the first thing that we did and we worked really closely with 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 tiffany and the team at simple life to do this was um look at what's gone before look at how competitors have advertised look at what the market tends to do and as we've pointed out it tends to be much more focused around um features of living, you know, what's the house, where is it, all these things, which are all important, they all play a part. But we genuinely believe at Minefield, and I think the Simple Life guys go along with us on this, that you have a much better chance of being able to market that, cut through and mean something to someone when you don't try and sell a product, but you reposition it to solve a problem. And solving a problem is a much more valuable thing for anyone than trying to sell them a product. And if you think about what um, solving problem and, and identifying the problem in advertising is, you know, brands that everyone knows, if you think about the way that Apple began to market to people, it wasn't about selling computers. What they were doing was the establishment's holding you back. 
buy us and screw them, we can move forward. For Nike, it was all, it wasn't about selling shoes. The problem about helping people overcome was no more excuses, hence just do it. With Audi, it wasn't about selling cars, it was about owning German precision engineering. So when it came to working with Simple Life and buy to rent and think about how we do that, it wasn't simply about talking about the features that these people have, but identifying the problems that people have within their lives and showing how build to rent can actually help them overcome that. Because as we mentioned before, all these different motivational factors, but build to rent was all about getting people to realize, do you know what, whatever you want to go get from life, well, you can actually do that with Simple Life Homes and build to rent. Do you think that the pandemic and the experiences that people had where we were spending so much time at home and spending time with family or just in these four walls made people change priority and change what they were looking for in a home? Maybe people looking around thinking, you know what, I don't want to live here anymore uh, because they've been in that space and spending all that time in it perhaps made them think, okay, now it's time for a change if we start with you, Tiffany. Yeah, absolutely. And I think those, you know, with all the uncertainty and, and, you know, economic upheaval as well, I think it made people stop and go, actually, do I really want to commit financially to this area? Or actually, now that my work is all completely remote, we can live somewhere that we've always dreamed of that we've never been able to because it wasn't commutable to a certain place or or things like that or a lot of people in apartments going man I want a garden so we definitely think that it gave people an opportunity to take stock but again I think it was like oh is there an alternative for me am I now completely stuck and so it was you know as much about going yeah no there is something else you can be doing um there is another way you can be living you could you could choose this lifestyle for 12 months and see how the world goes and then you could move on to something else so yeah I think that definitely has has given people a chance to really focus in of what's important and as JP was mentioning, it's how we we kind of communicate those particular benefits about what what is actually outside of the four walls of your home. That's that's just as important, and that's how we kind of landed on this much more active concept of go get it. So in the same way as Nike is just do it, this is go get it. As a renter, you can feel empowered to get the lifestyle you want for that moment, whether that is being able to send your kids to a, a better school um, that you wouldn't normally be able to get into because of a catchment or being able to actually have a bit more freedom with your finances to do other things and explore other things. I think it's that that much more active um, kind of sentiment. I think also, you know, the last couple of years, everybody's felt quite out of control. Things have been happening in the world that we can't control. And this is actually saying to people, no, you can control, as I was saying earlier, you can control who you rent from. And it's, it's again, making it, raking renting, not just something that happens if you're not able to do anything else. It's something that you can actively choose to pursue and you can get a lot out of it. It's not gonna be for everyone, but you can get a lot out, out of it as an experience. As you say, a lot of it is about making it aspirational, isn't it? I know some of the brands that you mentioned there, JP, the whole thing is built on aspirational and striving for things. Um, and it's about making renting seem like it's not the second class option, isn't it? It's saying, no, actually, you can have this really nice standard of living. You can, as you mentioned there, Tiffany, you can live somewhere that you didn't think you could because you wouldn't be able to afford a property there. And it's about framing it in a different way, isn't it, ultimately? It's life without compromise, you know. it's um, Especially today, we are conditioned 
mentioned, um, I don't know if you guys do, but I certainly do. If I'm shopping on Amazon now and I can't get next day delivery, I tend to poo-poo it. I turn my nose up at it. That is extraordinary <laughs> that we've become so demanding. I'm the same. I want it now. Yeah. Yes, want it now. Um, and that's the way that, 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 that generations are moving, you know. And, you know, it's next day deliveries, it's instant access, it's super fast broadband, and people are prepared to pay a premium for that. That is how much we value convenience. Consumer convenience teaches us that every day, if you can't get it now in one place, you'll go get it somewhere else. And actually, I heard that a really interesting, a, a very quick side note. We were looking at a study the other day um, on uh, on brand loyalty, um, which is a bit of a, you know, can become a bit of a, a misnomer because one of the uh, really kind of striking headlines from that is that 76% of UK consumers who claim to be loyal to a brand still admitted they would buy from their main competitor if it was cheaper or more convenient. So <laughs> that's the level, that's how deeper loyalty runs. Um, but once uh, that, that, that tolerance for building delay, it, 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 it's an all time low. And what this enables people to do is that they can have, you know, I talked about all those different motivational factors before. You can have the modern family home in a private estate. You can have the modern amenities. You can have the long-term agreements. You can have these excellent landlords look after you. And you know what? You can have it now. And we can flip that mindset and bring it around and take it away from renting. I mean, I can even give you, uh, to, to back this up, we, we, we ran a couple of really successful campaigns uh, with renting firms who, and I, again, I didn't even know this was a thing until we started talking to them. People during uh, lockdown, during pandemic and all this, bit, went back to renting televisions. They started renting sofas, fridge freezers, because they were locked in the house. They were looking at it. They needed these things. They needed them now. And the way they could achieve it and the way they could do it was to start to rent them because I can remember way back in the 80s, radio rentals and all these companies, you know, and it was, it was this perception that that was the uh, the second class option. It was for people that couldn't afford to buy. But actually, even if you look at European property markets and things like that as well, renting is a much, much, much more common thing um, than it is here and nobody thinks anything of it. I've got family in Scandinavia and it's what happens there in most cases. So all um, that, that we had to do was, was was help find and reposition renting as not a stopgap, but a go-get because it enables you to go. You don't need to worry about scrimping for the savings. You don't need to worry about the stress and budgeting and compromising. If this is what you want, we enable you to go and get it. And what is it that makes you proud to work in this sector and to make a difference to the lives of people that are renting? If we start with you, Tiffany. It's kind of everything that we've been talking about. It's it's empowering people to realize that there is an alternative option out there. And it's leveling the playing field, I think. Um, we live in a very divisive society, um, which doesn't seem to improve <laughs> no matter what happens. Um, but it's about, you know, it's giving people the chance to live the life that they want, the life that they deserve, the life that they can afford with an alternative housing bracket. Um, and I think that's that's what I'm passionate about is showing people that there are alternative ways of approaching life that gives you a sense of fulfillment, a sense of satisfaction, a sense of freedom and offering something that has never been offered before in a way that it's never been communicated before, but in a way that really, really benefits people. I mean, we see this time and time again from our residents. I think Anne-Marie mentioned earlier as well, of people going, I didn't think I was going to rent for long. Now I'd never go back. And that's changed those people's lives. Not everybody. It's not always that kind of dramatic and emotive. But for a lot of people, it is life-changing. And that's, that's a great thing to be involved in. Absolutely. But also we're providing homes, a home for somebody 
to raise their family in, to get married in, to find themselves in. That is is just the best thing because everybody wants somewhere they can feel at home. And it's great to be able to communicate that to, to people who didn't think they had that choice. And the same to you, JP. Why are you proud to, to do what you do? Um, well, I, I think what's uh, certainly in, in terms of uh, in terms of what we do in, in, in creative, um, you, you, you're fortunate in as much as you get to be at the cutting edge of new of, of new tech, of new advancements, of new the potentially new waves of popular culture um, before they've actually properly hit the mainstream. And I think this is what's what's really interesting about what the guys are doing here in Built to Rent and Simple Life and the rest of it is that we are fueling progress. Um, you know, if you think about things like uh, even even the, the way that a, a brand, <laughs> albeit put aside their questionable business practices like Uber, um, came in and challenged the transportation market, um, and that the, the, the established order has a vested interest in keeping the status quo as it is. Um, and when there's a new challenger, something that, that that moves the way that human beings can think and live forward. Um, to greater potential then that's always something exciting to be involved in thank you very much to both of you i think that's about everything so thank you very much for your time today that's great thank you so much pleasure thank you and there we have it thanks again to both of my guests on this edition of the simple life chat john paul hughes and tiffany chevis and as always you can get more information on today's issues at the official website simplelifehomes.co.uk Join us next time on The Simple Life Chat for more insights into the things that matter to you.